And you have now entered the asylum. I'm your host, I'm AJ, the Agitated One. And for all those who've um, been listening to the podcast, welcome back to the Agitators Asylum. This is episode number seven. To all the newcomers, I thank you. I hope you enjoy this episode. And let me let's get to it. So today's topic is tough conversations. So the other day, me and my wife had a conversation. She looked at me and she asked me a question. She said, if something was to unfortunately, you know, happen to both of us, who would get our children? Plural, it's three of them. Who would get the children? And that's a, that's a hard question to ask. Of course, we wouldn't be here. And, you know, we don't have, if we don't have a will written out, um, you know, our kids have God's, godparents. You know, my, our oldest has multiple godparents, actually. And the other two have, you know, they all have their separate godparents. So I would trust all of the, all the godparents to take my children. But the bad thing about that, they would be separated, you know. But they would be able to grow up with other kids their age or around their age. That would be a blessing. And they would have parents around our age, you know. So that's a hard conversation. You know, I would hate for that to land on my parents because, you know, they raised us their retirement age. You know, this is the time when they, you know, want to see their grandkids on occasion but not have to be with them every day. And I know my parents would take um, responsibility. I know her mom would take responsibility. That's not a question of them, you know, stepping up to do what they need to do. It's just that, you know, would you want to do that to people that have already raised their children? They're trying to, you know, enjoy life, either get to retirement or at the retirement stage where they, you know, hey, I'm enjoying life. I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. So we appreciate them. For, you know, if we hope that never happens, of course. Me and my wife pray, just like most people, that we be healthy, strong, and we have the opportunity to see our children grow. And, you know, my goal <laughs> is to, you know, hopefully be in great, like I said, great health and be able to take care of ourselves as much as we can until whatever age, you know, we make it to. And we, and we I hope to be, you know, not only a grandparent, I hope to be maybe a great-grandparent. But at least be able to see my kids grow up and, and pray that they're able to take care of themselves and we do a good job and leave a legacy behind. But that is a very, that was, that's a very tough conversation. It's also a tough conversation for me and my wife to look at each other and say, hey, you know, if something happens to you or something happens to me, how do you want to be buried? Where do you want to be buried? You know, what's your wishes? You know, what do you want to happen? You know? You have life insurance policies, okay? That's straight. You know, of course, you talk about if the house is not already paid off, you know, take that money, eliminate those major bills so you have ownership, and that's one thing you don't have to worry about. You and the kids will have somewhere to stay, you know, regardless. You will have a few cars that's paid for, and then hopefully you'll have something left to, you know, put towards some other things, some investments, or towards the kids' future, or towards your retirement, whatever. Because, of course, I want to, we want to raise our children to have their own. And when we pass away, we just hope 
that it adds to what they already have, but also take care of the things that, you know, the, the things with our estate so that they won't be burdened with it. Um, so that's tough conversations. If you have family and friends that don't have health, life insurance, health insurance either, but life insurance need to have that. That's a tough conversation. It's not, it shouldn't be a tough conversation, but for some people it is. Like, hey man, I know you feel like you're gonna be here forever, but that's not the way it works. You never know what can happen. And if you pass away tomorrow, we gonna have to foot that. We gonna have to, you know, we gonna have to take care of that bill. You know, don't do that to your family. At least have life insurance. You know, um, term life insurance is not that high. You know, so at least have some type of life insurance just in case something happens. Um, there's so many difficult conversations to have within your marriage, within your relationships, with you know, with your with your family, with with your friends. You know, I've had tough conversations that I delayed with some of my closest friends. I didn't want to have those conversations with them, but and I and it was a delayed thing because I was like I wasn't man enough to say, hey, I don't think you're doing that right, man. We need to talk about this. So I waited months, even maybe a years, to have a conversation with somebody about something they were doing as like parents. And at the time, we weren't parents, you know what I'm saying? So we weren't trying to come at them like, oh, we experienced, we just saw something that we didn't like, and we was like, okay, maybe, you know, it's time for us to sit y'all down. We're seeing some things we don't like. Let's, let's, let's try to get this worked out because it's in the, what's in the best interest of the child, you know. Um, my dad has always, you know, my mom too, but my dad has had many conversation that he not he might not be uncomfortable <laughs> but some of them conversations were hard because he know the older I got you know it's kind of like okay you know dude what's up and he would be like man I know you get tired of me preaching so like you know I don't maybe about certain topics but no not about everything because I'm blessed to have you everybody that I grew up around that I'm with even if they have their dad they didn't they didn't have what I have the relationship I have with my dad. I heard people tell me their, they, their dad never told them he loved them. You know, because a lot of people didn't grow up like that. They grew up like super masculine. And you ain't gotta be on, you know, super, you know, super caveman status or super, you know, masculinity all the time. Yeah, you want your, you want your men to be men, you want your women to be women. But it's okay to tell your children that you love them. It's okay to pick them up and teach them how to be men, but say, hey man, sometimes you might have to cry. No, I don't expect you to be crying all the time. I don't expect you to cry about everything, but yeah, sometimes you're gonna have to let it out. Because if we don't as human beings, we can hurt somebody if we hold on to a lot of uh, anger, resentment or, or things. So that can, you know, that's a tough conversation for people sometimes to have too, how to be men you know, the, and, and show your soft, softer side. That's a tough conversation for some people. But my dad didn't have no problem saying anything to me. Still to this day, you know, he might be a little bit more um, reserved or he might pull back a little bit more than he did when I was a child because he know I'm grown and I got my own mind. So he tried to be careful sometimes how he says certain things, but if he really wants to say it, he's going to say it. Um... My wife, 
love my wife to death, my best friend, my her and the children, of course, are my main priority. I tell my wife all the time, if you have a problem with something that I'm doing, of course, I want you to tell me because, you know, I'm going to tell you. If you have a problem with something with one of my family members, if one of my friends, if something that's going on around me, the way you see me handling something, or you feel like I'm not handling something, please let me know. Don't let it go on. Don't let it fester. I understand if you see something you don't like and you say, okay, maybe that's just a one-time thing. I'm going to let it go and see what happens next time. But if you see something that could be a pattern or you, or you see it has become a pattern, or you, I mean, if you definitely see something you don't like and you don't care, you know, how many times it happened, don't wait. You come to me. And even if you think I'm going to get upset, I tell her, hey, calm down. Like, please. Listen to what I have to say. Don't get upset. I want to express something to you that's a concern or something I saw that I didn't like or something I heard. And then you come to me and I think about it and I say, okay, and then I let you talk without me trying to talk over you, without me trying to get defensive. Like, you are my wife. You are my, my, my major priority. I need to know if something's bothering you. And she tells me because I, ain't, I don't have a problem telling her. I have to pull back sometimes with the stuff that I say and hope that she notices it so I don't have to say anything like please tell me she gonna notice that so I ain't got to say nothing or AJ just chill and just let it go you ain't got to say something about every, everything every time something happens so I'm the more one that's kind of like I, as soon as I see it you know I might wait a few hours before I say something but I'm gonna say something she more she might wait a few days she might wait like I said to see maybe it's gonna happen next time you know but let me know that sometimes that's a tough conversation depending on what it is, especially when it's about friends and family. Because that can be a sensitive topic. Because, you know, you can be very defensive about your people. But but me and somebody, you know, when you're close to somebody like that, like, no, you're my priority. I live with you. I got to I gotta be here with you every day. We feed each other. We take care of each other. We sleep in the same bed. So if, you're, if something's bothering you, it's bothering me. And vice versa. Some other tough conversations. Some tough conversations you got to have with your children. I got family members right now. They got kids that's getting older. And, you know, they're uh, teenagers. Or they're, they're going to college. Or they're graduating college. You know, they're, they're, they're basically soon going to be dating if they're not already dating, you know, for the ones that's younger. That's a, that's a tough thing for a dad to have a daughter. That's a very tough thing when he see the stages that his daughter's going through. Not saying the, the, the mom's not as concerned. You know, mom's concerned about their sons. Mom's concerned about all their children. Dad, you know how it go most times, not as concerned about the boys, but the girls, yeah. You know how you were, you know how, you know. So it's, it's, that's going to be a tough conversation to have with your spouse about how you're going to handle the dating situation. That's a tough conversation to have with your child, especially when they're in that stage when they're they smelling themselves, they're feeling themselves, and they ain't trying to hear nothing you saying as is. And then you got to talk to them about sex, or you got to talk to them about, you know, boys or girls. You got to talk, you know, you, and then in today's society, you got to really sit down and have a conversation with, like, you know, what do you like? What's your preference? Don't let nobody make you feel 
a way you really don't feel. Don't make nobody, you know, lead you in a direction that you really don't want to go in. But this world has changed so much. You got social media. You know, they got cell phones. They got so much access to stuff that we didn't have growing up, and our parents definitely didn't have growing up. So it makes it, they, it's too easy to see things and learn things that they want to, that you don't want to be exposed to. But even if they don't get exposed to outside the house, they got it right there at their fingertips. So it's a scary thing. But that can be also a tough conversation. Because if your spouse, like, let them date, and you looking like, what you mean, let them date? Like, no. Like, no, no, we need to talk about this. I'm not, we not, you know. You know, we need to have a full conversation, get some understanding. You got to make, you know, you're going to have to compromise a little bit, maybe. But if you're a parent and that's your child, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm in the early stages of this thing. So <laughs> for all of you out there that have been through that or that's about, that's about to go through that, you know, I wish you much luck. Um, so what so far we're going to talk about death. We talked about um, even people being sick, and you got to make decisions. If you got a family member, or a friend, or somebody that you let's just say that you are the sole person in charge, you know, you making the final decisions for somebody, and you have other siblings, you have. Um, let's say it's for your spouse. Okay. Your spouse has siblings. They have parents. They have grandparents. They have friends. But if you're the spouse, you make the overall decision about the health and wellness of your spouse. Say they're sick and they're un, they're inc incapable of making any more decisions on their own. So now you got to make all the decisions. And let's just say before they got to that space they made they they wrote out a will they you know they, they like i was talking about earlier they wrote out how they want things to happen if i get to this place and they say there's no coming back for me i want you to don't keep me on life support don't you know make me comfortable as possible but don't try no i'm not going through the chemo no more i'm not going through whatever it may be while they still have that mind they get it in writing or they get some type of recording as proof and then you, and when it gets to that stage, it's hard for you as it is. You don't want the person to go anywhere, but you have to go by their wishes. And when you have to tell the parents, you have to tell their siblings, you have to tell their friends, their grandparents, if your, your children are old enough to, you know, understand what's going on, you got to tell the children, that's a lot. And you in charge, you got to make that final decision. And if they already done stated their wishes, you either got to show the people in writing, or you got to show them the video, or you got to just show them the proof. And you tell them, like, I don't want this either, but this is their wishes. And I'm going to go by what they told me to do. Because if it was the other way around, I would want that person to, to abide by my wishes. So, but you would have people hating you. You have people mad at you. You have people like, no, man, let's just fight. It's a chance. Let's do this. Let's pray. Let's, you, you know, let's, um, let's, 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 let's try these, maybe these trial meds. Let's, let's, let's find another way. Let's, let's get another doctor's opinion, whatever it may be. Like, look, man, 
they, they don't want that. You know, this is this is you know like, hey man, this is second, third, and fourth opinion right here. Let's let's go. You know, so that's like I said, tough conversations. It's a tough conversation to tell somebody. You know, you need a break <laughs> in a relationship. And it's a tough conversation to tell somebody like, man, look, I I need I need some time. I just I just want to hang. I just want to be by myself today. Look, one of my favorite cousins used to stay right down the street. Matter of fact, well, him and his brother at one at different times they lived down the street from my job. So I worked night shift, man. When I wanted to on my 45-minute lunch break, like they just a couple blocks down the street, man. I get in my car and go see my cousin. Now I can catch one of them outside usually. So if he outside, I'm like All right, I'm gonna go chill with cuz. And then the other one, you know, he would more be in the house, probably be on the phone with his girl at the time, uh, chilling. I would call him. And I remember calling him one time, he didn't answer. And I was, oh, I texted him one time, he didn't respond. I said, you know what, he probably know, he probably ain't in the mood. And sometimes you got to pick up on that stuff. Like, I can't get mad at you, it's your house. And sometimes you just don't want to tell people, hey, I don't want to be bothered. But if you ignore me, I, you know, I might get the message. So it was like, okay. Understood. There's been times I've been around people and I can kind of tell, like, eh, I don't really think the person in the mood to have company today or they just don't want me around. So you try to take the hint. You're like, okay, man, I just, I'm, I'm going to holler at you later, man. I'm going to let you get back doing what you're doing. So I try to be respectful of people's space and time. I know people don't want to see me all the time. And I just, I just, sometimes it ain't, it don't have to get to that tough conversation. Sometimes you just got to tell people straight up. Hey man, I want to come over and hang. Like, oh, nah, man, today ain't today, man. I'm kind of chilling. I'm tired. I just want to kick back and, you know, what I'm saying chill with the wife or the kids. Or man, I'm just, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna lay low today, man. So, you know, man, let's let's try it tomorrow. Let's try it next weekend. Sometimes you gotta do that. Just be honest with people. It's hard sometimes. That's a t- that can be tough too, you know, because it's been people times people say, yo, I'm gonna come over there and hang with you, and I, you know, I be like, all right, man, cool. Not by the time they get here. Yeah, we're going to have a good time, but I just not might not have been in the mood when they first asked me. But sometimes, you know, it's sometimes those tough conversations, too, even if it's, you know, it's just the honesty, like, nah, man, I'm I'm good today. You know, man, get at me another time. You ain't got to explain. You shouldn't have to if you got people that understand it. But sometimes if you if somebody's used to coming around a lot and then you tell them they can't come around, it might be a problem. And you might have to sit them down and say, look, man, you know, I love hanging with you. I just can't do it every weekend, man. I, I, I can't do it every time. Every time you got a free moment, we can't hang together. You know, like right now, me and my friends, we try to get together as much as possible because we lost a whole year last year. And we don't mind hanging out with each other. And don't none of us, like, live right up on each other. We Some of us live close. But we get together. We take advantage of it because we know that we have time with our families. We got to go to work. We gotta do, handle all these responsibilities. So when we get a chance to cut loose, we take advantage of it. But we're not in each other's space all the time. And sometimes people do that. That's why I say people don't pop up at nobody's house without calling. Now I recently just did that to my cousin. I told him I was gonna come by and check him out, but it was another day. It was like the weekend after, and I was like looking for houses in his neighborhood. And I was like, man, and I, and I was in it when I was riding through, I called him when I was outside, but I told him, man, you know, I knew, he, I knew he had to get up and get to work. I mean, well, not get to work, but I knew he had to get up and log in to work. So I was like, yo, cuz, 
I said, yo, what you doing, man? He was like, man, just saying, chilling, man, about to log in. I said, oh, man, I'm, I'm outside. Yo, come outside. And I was like, man, my bad. When he got outside, I apologized. So I said, yo, cuz, I'm so sorry, man. I knew I should have called you before. He was like, nah, man, you good. He said, actually, man, you kind of saved me because I was supposed to be logged. He said, you just, he said, the phone was ringing at the same time I was just supposed to log into the computer and get to, you know, get to work. And luckily, you know, he can log in and, you know, he can chill for a minute. He ain't, you know, he ain't getting right, you know, busy right at that moment. So, um, it is, you know, COVID, like I said, COVID kind of <laughs> messed a lot of things up, but it also kind of helped people out be able to do things when they work from home, you know what I'm saying? So I was, um, but I apologize to him if I just happened to be in the neighborhood. I didn't, I didn't realize I was going to be in the neighborhood, um, that morning the way I was, but you know, but I ain't just going to be like, yo, I'm at your house, man, let me in. Cause man, people have been done, done that to us a couple of times. I'm like, yo, uh, Come on, man. Especially with three kids in the house. You know how that work? You get up in the morning sometimes, the kids beat you up. You might not have brushed your teeth yet, washed your face, and then you be down. Once you once you get settled, you know, once you get them fed and get them cleaned up a little bit, and you know, they don't start pulling out toys and running around. They don't start dropping food on the floor. They got drinks everywhere. They doing what they do. And you sitting in the house just trying to stay awake, <laughs> you know, just trying to maintain, maybe clean a few dishes, maybe wash a few clothes. Or, and if you don't feel like doing nothing, you ain't expecting nobody to come to your house. So, you know, you just sit there chilling. You know, it might be some funky diapers in the house, some trash that stink. You know, your bathrooms might not be clean because it's like you've been in the house with just you and your family. You ain't expecting nobody. Not saying you shouldn't keep the house clean. I'm saying sometimes you let the house get a little bit dirty and then you're like, okay. And you're like, okay. And then somebody tell you they coming up, like, what, what, huh? Or somebody tell you they outside, like, what you mean you outside? Like, come on, man. Like, man, you see this house? I'm in here funky. The house, you know, you hope the house ain't funky, but I'm just saying, just give me a chance to clean up and freshen up something, you know? Give me a chance to tell you no. The day ain't the day. <laughs> you know, um, that, that happened to me a couple of times. I, I showed up at a family member house, like, after they, they just finished cleaning the floor, and I had somebody with me, which should, which at the time, the person was harmless, but I was, it was a spot that I was used to being there a lot, like almost every day or at least a few times a week. And when I got there, the person was like, nah, you know, I just finished cleaning the floor. And then I was about to go somewhere else. They was like, nah, I was, <laughs> they was like, nah, they busy too. I was like, oh, okay. I kind of got upset, but I was like, you know, I can't be mad because this is your house and yeah, you just cleaned your floor and I got somebody else with me. So it's like, you know, that's where I start learning. Like you can't just, sometimes you just can't pop up. But I had keys to people's houses. Like I didn't have a key to that person's house, but I had a key to the next person's house. Like I got a key to the house, but you know, a person, apparently that person had company too. So I was like, oh, okay. All right, I'm just gonna find something else to do. Cool, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, you can get upset, but then you gotta respect it. But sometimes you gotta have them tough conversations. Like, look, man, we're gonna have to establish some boundaries. I had a key to my cousin's house um, a long time ago. And he was like, my, he like my big brother. So, you know, he would be, he worked night shift. So I would come over there sometimes because my, my college was right down the street. So I'd go to his house, chill, eat, you know, maybe do some homework or just sit there and chill to my next class. And he wouldn't even know I was in the house because I wouldn't bring nobody with me. And I would eat. And even if I watched TV, he wouldn't hear it. So he'll be back there asleep. He'll come out and wouldn't even know I've been in the house. 
unless I left something in the refrigerator, unless he saw something move, you know what I'm saying, that ain't that significant. And he, but he could tell I've been there, he was like, darn. So I remember one time I was in the house chilling, doing what I do, and when it was time for me to go, I got up and he could tell, he was awake, I didn't know it though, he had the door closed and he could tell I was leaving. All of a sudden he said, man, he said, man, F you, AJ. And I, and I busted out laughing. I said, man, I thought you were asleep. And he was like, man, he was, going, he was just messing with me, though, like trying to say, like, man, you going to leave without speaking? Like, man, I ain't supposed to be messing with you, you know, when you sleep. But, you know, it's good to have those relationships, but you still, even those relationships, you got to, there's still going to be some boundaries. Even if I got a key to your house, it still should be some rules and regulations applied. You know, sometimes I might need to put in a call, or sometimes if I pop up, and I realize you got caught now, I might be like, you know what, my bad, cuz I'm, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and step, I'm gonna go ahead and go. So that person don't have to have that conversation with you. Just chill, you know, just find a way to, to, you can't avoid every conversation. Now, I think most people want things to happen where it maybe happened one time, you like, okay, we probably ain't gonna have to have a conversation about that. You know, it happened this time, it probably ain't gonna happen again, but sometimes you just gotta go ahead and tell people, man, hey, that can't happen again. I remember, man, me, Courtney, Marquise, all the boys, man, them, them, them Evans, them Wrights, and them, you know what I'm saying, them, them sledges, and a few more people. We used to always be at Uncle Lee house on Brant Street. And you know, we used to just go there. And they used to, I mean, it used to be a house full of people. And this one was in our, our late teens, early 20s. <laughs> and sometimes Uncle Lee would be cool. You know, you would come there, he'll come home, he'll just, you know, he might have a look on his face, but he wouldn't say nothing. And then sometimes Uncle Lee would walk in that house, and he'd be like, all right, if you don't live here, you got to go. Everybody get out right now. I got all work, all, all y'all in my house. He would flip out, but we love Uncle Lee to death. Yo, it did not. It is it it scary because, you know, anyone had to deal with Uncle Lee, but... Everybody was like, all right, man, Uncle Lee ain't in the mood. Yeah, because it's, it's hard when you get off work, you've been working all day, and you come home, and it's a bunch of dudes <laughs> sitting around your house and, you know, maybe a few girls, and it's like you got all these people in your in your house, man, and you got to tell them, like, yo, y'all got to go. Y'all ain't, no, 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 I just got off work. I didn't come home to some peace and quiet. I want to come home, take a shower, I want to eat, and I want to be able to go to sleep when there's a time for me to go to bed. I got to go to work tomorrow. Even if I don't, I've been working all day. Y'all get out of my house. See, people, everybody don't like that. But I also know people who, um, like I said, I wanted, that won't, sometimes that might have been hard for Uncle Lee, but he did what he had to do. He voiced his, his it's his house, he voiced his rules. You know, and sometimes you got to have, like I said, dang, that's, that wasn't a conversation. That was a, you get out of my house right now. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we ain't got to have a conversation because I just let you know. This is what's gonna happen. You're gonna get out of my house right now. And you know, and then it make you think the next time I come over, maybe I should call first to see is it is the coast clear or is it cool for y'all to have company today, you know. Some people love having people at their house, man. My grandma and my aunt Ronan, you know, they, they would cook. They cook all the time, man. And then they, they invite you over, yeah, y'all come over and eat this food. You know, I miss them days, you know, because that's where they kept people around. You know, you bring you have food, you got a good environment. People gonna come and hang, and we all used to, you know, we were younger, with not as many responsibilities. We were working and everything, but we would come over and spend time with each other, and you know, our aunts and our uncles, and you know, whoever whoever house we was at, that you know. But like I said, some people just that draw you in with that food. I miss them times. 
because now we all grown and we don't spread out so far. But um, it's like I said, man. Just this, this like I said, going back to the tough conversation part, man. Just, if you got to talk to somebody on your job, it ain't happened to me. I try, I try to avoid things, you know what I'm saying? People had to pull me to the side and be like, hey, man, what's going on? And I tell them, man, like, look, man, I don't like all this animosity, man. I'd just rather not talk to you. I can avoid it because when I leave here, I ain't got to hang with you. You know, at my job, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to leave it as that. Sometimes I get, sometimes you have friends at work, but then you realize, man, we ain't really friends. We, we work buddies. You know, and some people are actually your friend, but I, I've had friends at work that were actually my friends. They're still my friends to this day. And I've had friends that they really were just work people. Then I realized, you know what, we ain't really friends. You know, we got a few things in common. We know some of the same people. We come from, uh, I ain't going to say similar backgrounds on this one, but we, we got a few things in common. And we like some of the same stuff and whatever. Then you realize, you know what, you got a different idea of friendship than I do. Because I don't talk to my friends like that. I don't treat my friends the way you treat me. I just realize we ain't really friends. I can be cool with you at work, but that's it. And then some people, you just, I can't work with them. Some people, yo, we can be friends, but I can't work with you. You know, so I'd rather be, look, put me on another shift, do something else. You know, so I can be friends with you outside of work, but in that work environment, you are, you are, you are something different. I'm not talking about somebody that got authority. I don't care if you got authority. I don't want to be in charge. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm fine with you being in charge. But when you at work, you are, you, you, you're different. And it ain't got nothing to do with work-related stuff. It's like your personality on a job sucks. <laughs> and like I said, I realized that's just a person's personality, period. And I was like, okay, we ain't friends. I can't hang with you outside of work here. But some people are like, okay, I can deal with you outside of work. We get to laugh and joke, you know, man, maybe go out to eat or something. But at that workplace, like, nah, man, I'm, I'm good. Um, and it's a lot of people you can't live with. Like, I love you to death. You can come visit. Maybe you can spend a couple of nights. But we can't live together. You got to have that conversation. Like, look, man, we gonna, our friendship is going to be uh, in, in a bad place if we live together. Cause you got some habits that I don't support. You do stuff I don't like, and you grown, you know. And they either and I'm and you living in my house, and you think you're gonna be able to do what you want to do because you grown. Like nah, man, ain't the way this work. You know, even if we roommates and we supposed to be equal partners, like nah, man, it's gonna be some stuff that ain't gonna fly. We gonna have issues. Like I don't like that person in my house. I don't like that stuff you doing in here. I don't, I don't like you coming in. You know. It's gonna be some stuff you're gonna to have to compromise on. And some stuff like, nah, man, we just we can't live together, okay? We we better off <laughs> just being friends or cousins or whatever it is. Sometimes you gotta have a conversation. It don't mean I love you less. I just don't want to live with you. If we go out of town, me and you can share a room. Cool. We can get along for that uh, that amount of time. Maybe we can share a room. And if I realize we can't do that, we won't do that no more. Some <laughs> it's just like sometimes people say, man, you love people from a distance. And like, yo, I got some distant cousins that I love to death. I don't want to see them all the time. I'm pretty sure they don't want to see me all the time. Like, no, nah, I'm glad we see each other once or twice a year or if that or whenever we see each other, it's all love. We have a good time. But, yo, I don't want to see you. I can't deal with you on a regular basis. You know, so some of that stuff leads to tough, tough conversations. Some of that stuff is just go without saying. 
it just depends. But if you have a situation where you need to talk to somebody, don't put it off. If you gotta have that tough conversation, go and get yourself together. Don't do it while you're in an emotional state. Take time to think, be like my wife. Me and my wife have an argument. You can't argue by yourself. So my wife will be quiet and let me continue. Then she'll tell me, just leave it alone. We'll talk about that later. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna talk about it right then while we in the moment so it can get some, we can get some understanding while we remember what just happened and you know, while we, you know, but she was like, no, nah, we'll come back to it later. I had to realize that because some people know themselves and if they get too involved too quickly or too emotional, they're gonna start saying stuff they don't mean or they're gonna start saying some real, you know, they're gonna say, oh, they're gonna say some mean things that they can't take back. So they was like, my wife is one of those people that would rather be quiet, go somewhere, get her thoughts together, maybe take a couple of days if possible. If possible, every conversation ain't like that. But some conversations like, no, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna write this down. Cause she writes her thoughts out better. Some people need that time. Some people, you know, text better. But if you text somebody, you still need to follow that up with a conversation so y'all can go over every part of that text message. Cause if you text somebody too quick, and they're gonna, they gonna read some stuff wrong. You're gonna be like, hold up at that. I, that done definitely happened to me. Somebody texted me and I was like, that comment you just made is a real, a, a very negative comment. The person looked at me and said, no, I didn't mean it like that. I said, no, that's the, it ain't no other way to take it. Cause I said, I said, if you was to say that out loud, that sound like you're trying to be, uh, uh, trying to curse. It sounds like you're trying to be a, a, a butthole. Like, uh, what, what's going on right now? Like, I didn't do nothing to you. It's certain, it's certain comments people don't understand what it mean when they say it. Somebody, somebody put it like this, Some, one time somebody told, somebody sent me a text message and was like, hey, I did this and that for you. They took my own call. And this is at a previous job, not the job I'm on now. They took my own call for me because of the time of year it was, they knew what that meant for me and my family at a certain time of year. And I said, um, but they told me a couple of days later. So I'm like, yo, I'm thinking I'm on call the whole, you know, few days I'm on call. And I'm like, yo, why did you do that? I said, why didn't you tell me? I said, I stayed at home because I thought I was on call. Like I really limited what I did for those couple of days. Like why didn't you? I said, if you was gonna do that, you could have told me and I would have told you don't worry about that. If they call me, I'm going, I'm good. I done made it past that day or those days that I needed off, I'm good. I'm good to go. You know, these last couple of days, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good. And the person was like, oh, you know, um, I just want to look out for, I said, yeah, if you're going to look out for me, how about you send me a text or you call me and say, hey, I'm going to do this for you. Is that, is that okay? And I would have said, oh yeah, I appreciate that. I would have said, no, nah, don't worry about it. And I was, I'm sitting here thinking I'm on call. I could have been out and about doing what I want to do. I'm sitting at home chilling. So the person said, oh, that sent me a text back and said, oh, well, I guess that's what I get. For, tr for trying to help people. I don't care if you say that out loud or you say that in a text message. It ain't no other way to take that comment. It's not. That's a smart comment. That's a, you, you being a butthole at this point, oh, you wanna be, oh yeah, you, you want problems. So I said, I, I wrote the person back, I said, whoa, whoa, yo, like, what just happened? Like, you know, like, I didn't, you know, why are you getting mad at me? You did this, and then the person was like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. I said, it ain't no other way to take that comment, whether I read it or you say it. Even if your tone would have been pleasant when you said it, I still would have been like, oh, you, oh, you being smart now? 
I, and I didn't understand. I said, this, and I realized, like I said, that's that's that person. I'm like, I realized we come from. I like, how you be from Rocky Mount, and you don't, uh, you you got some, you know, I don't know if they got Aspergers or something. Like, you don't understand social cues. You don't understand certain things that come out your mouth is a problem. And then I start, you know, you, you kind of realize why people, you know, don't mess with a whole lot of people. Like, I see why you don't have a lot of friends because you don't know how to talk to people. <laughs> you know, so I said, you have a problem. You need to go get some help. But anyway. Uh, again, tough conversation. So, like my wife says, I'm usually all over the place with this stuff, but I try to touch on so many points. And then after I go back and listen to this podcast, I'm going to be like, man, I miss this, that, and the other. It's cool, though. I just hope you guys enjoyed it, got something from it. Please take heed. And once again, this is Agitated Jones with the Agitated Asylums episode number seven, and I'm out. <laughs>